Hi, I'm Priyanka Wally. I'm a board-certified doctor. Hi, I'm Sammy Obeyed, and I distrust doctors. I'm also a big fan of alternative medicine. Everybody has a medical condition. Maybe it's something you're born with or developed as an adult, or maybe just something that stopped by to hang out for the last few months. And sadly, most of us don't know how to treat it quickly or effectively, possibly because there's too much health information out there. Do you see a Western doctor from an established institution? Or do you go to an alternative practitioner and spend thousands on healing crystals from a guy named Harmony? If you've ever wondered what are some of the traditional and not-so-traditional ways to treat a medical condition, and you want to hear the story of an entertainment personality who shares your ailment, then this is the podcast for you. This, this is Pre-Existing, pre-existing condition. condition. Hey, family. So I have to tell you about this new book that, it's not a new book, it's actually a book that's been around for a while, at least 25 years, but I just recently discovered this. Do you know what uh, HSP is? Uh, I know what HSV is. Right, right. I'm not talking about herpes. Okay. I'm talking about HSP, which stands for highly sensitive person, which is actually uh, almost- an actual <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> what? I was going to say that's almost worse, but I want to be, I don't want to like, uh, you know, pejoratize. I mean, people, a lot of people have herpes, totally understand it, but like to be called a highly sensitive person could be one of the biggest insults in the world, right? Well, actually 20% of the population is HSP. Okay. And- it's 30% is HSV. So that's actually. So they're like fighting with each other. Who's winning. <laughs> so the thing is one of the key features of someone who has hsp is they have something called sensory processing sensitivity aka sps and essentially the brains of people who are hsp process things a lot more deeply than neurotypical brains um and i actually learned that i'm very hsp i'm like highly sensitive so you're not neurotypical Um, you're not neurobasic as they say i'm definitely not your neurobasic bitch (laughs) um so do you want to take the self-test that's in this book so by the way this book i'm referring to is called the highly sensitive person by dr elaine aaron she actually spearheaded the first initial research studies on hsps and um Oh, she's, she's been a pioneer for uh, this population of people. And there's a, there's a pretty um, simple screening self-test. It's just a true-false test. And if you want, I can read you what the characteristics are, and then you can tell me true or false. Yeah, so just know that at this point, it's not a self-test anymore. It's a, okay, that's true. It's more like a friend test. Yeah, yeah. I like it this way. I prefer it. I don't, I don't like self-tests. It's too much work. Okay, that's fair. But but can you at least keep a tally in your mind how many, uh, which ones you answer true, which I'll ones do, you answer I have, so I have a gloved hand and I have a, a regular hand. So gloved hand will be true. Okay. Regular hand. Mostly, you mostly just count the trues. That's the, okay. so just count how many you answer true. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay. I seem to be aware of subtleties in my environment. 
I mean, what if they're what if they're neither true nor false? Because that's some. Okay, okay. So answer answer true if it's at least somewhat true for you, and answer false if it's not very true or not at all true for you. Okay. True, but it's not a hard true. I miss a lot of shit, but I see a lot of shit. Okay. Okay. So true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Next, other people's moods affect me. True. Okay. I tend to be very sensitive to pain. Yeah, I mostly true. Okay. I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into bed or into a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. True. Okay. I am particularly sensitive to the effects of caffeine. True. Okay. I am easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or sirens close by. Oh my God, so true. Okay. I have a rich, complex inner life. Ha, <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> true. <laughs> I am made uncomfortable by loud noises. Oh God, story of my life. <laughs> Okay. I am deeply moved by the arts or music. Depends on how good it is, but true. Okay. I am conscientious. Uh, sometimes. Uh, really, really depends on the situation. True. Okay. I startle easily. True. Okay. I get rattled when I have a lot to do in a short amount of time. True. Okay. When people are uncomfortable in a physical environment, I tend to know what needs to be done to make it more comfortable, like changing the lighting or the seating. That's a very strange... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I was on board with it at first, but like changing the seat... I, I don't change lights for people. You got to change lights to make people comfortable. Yeah, I, like dim, oh, like dimming the lights. All I have is crystal salt lamps, and it makes everybody at my apartment very uncomfortable. Okay, so false or it's, true? It's true. Okay. <laughs> I am annoyed when people try to get me to do too many things at once. Oh my god! Yeah, true. <laughs> I try hard to avoid making mistakes or forgetting things. True. I make it a point to avoid violent movies and TV shows. True. Not altogether, but true. Okay. I become unpleasantly aroused when a lot is going on around me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally missed the unpleasantly part, but yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay being very hungry creates a strong reaction in me disrupting my concentration or mood true okay changes in my life shake me up true okay i notice and enjoy delicate or fine sense taste sounds works of art true 
I make it a high priority to arrange my life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations. True. When I must compete or be observed while performing a task, I become so nervous or shaky that I do much worse than I would otherwise. Mm, not necessarily true given what we do for a living, but I'm gonna go ahead and say true if you count the first years. Okay, okay, interesting, okay. When I was a child, my parents or teachers seemed to see me as sensitive or shy. Um, some of them did, so true. Okay, so that's the end of the test. If I you answered true, I, I don't know how many trues I had. You answered every single one true. And it says, I heard if, a lot of falses in there. The, the only thing is false is that <laughs> you've been living a lie this whole time because you're 100% in HSP and says if you've answered true to 12 or more of the questions, which you absolutely did, you're probably highly sensitive. I mentioned HSP positive and highly contagious. Yes, which means you need to get this book and read it because I think it's going to rock your world. For full disclosure, I answered true to every single one except the question about um, getting nervous or shaky when being observed while performing a yeah, task. Right, doctors shouldn't do that. Um. <laughs> well, congratulations, Sammy. You're part of the 20% of the population. This well, is a gift. I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I, there's a lot of flaws with, first of all, the test is like, if you, if it's sometimes true, then you say true, but like sometimes it's just sometimes it's just a, a small fraction. The other thing That's is, fair. is like, yeah, if you're buying the book or you're the person who sees highly sensitive person, you're like, I'm going to take this test you're gonna answer true to most of those things. You know, there's no like guy out there on a, a motorcycle who, you know, like just uh, downed like a, a pint of beer, who's gonna be like, let me take the highly sensitive person test. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know about this, but that they, they think they're just weird, but no, actually they're not weird. They're just normal for being HSP, which I think is, uh, it's a big, um, it's a big breakthrough to know that there's actually quite a few. And that it, um, some of them you answered strongly true for, like the light thing and the sounds thing, which- Light and noise, yeah, I hate, I hate all light and noise. If I, if I had my way, we would have no light, no noise all the time. Right, so interesting that you chose a profession where you're like under really bright lights and the sound of applause and thunderous applause means you're doing a great job. I think that's what made me dislike those things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but the point is um, HSP is a genetic condition. It's usually inherited. It runs in families and um, it can give a lot of clarity about why perhaps childhood for HSPs, um, it can be a little bit more challenging. The, one of the biggest things about HSPs is that it doesn't matter whether you have a good or a bad childhood, change is the hardest thing for HSPs to deal with. HSPs have the hardest time dealing with change. So um, things that, you know, overstimulation as a child could have been very overwhelming for someone who's HSP because their nervous system basically gets overwhelmed a lot quicker uh, than someone who's neurotypical. And it's not because it's a weakness. It's because HSPs are actually processing 
a lot more information compared to a neurotypical brain. So they're actually taking in, absorbing, feeling other people's emotions much deeper than, than the neurotypical brain. So it's actually a gift. And it's probably helped you in stand-up because you can like get a sense of the audience. Yeah, I, yeah I'm sure that I have some of those higher senses and whatnot. But the thing about change, I don't really necessarily relate to that. I love change. I thrive on on variation, you know? Yes, that's true. You do. That's true. So interesting though. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a check out. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, definitely check it out for anyone listening. Um, if you think you might be a highly sensitive person, definitely read the book. There's a lot of stuff online too of um, HSP forums and stuff. If you are a highly sensitive person, <laughs> Please yeah. or get the book or and, go into a dark room and lay down and like take a nap <laughs> cool so we're both sensitive that yes is quite a shock wave uh, right so actually now we're both b type b positive yes uh blood type yes. and hsps maybe all hsps are b positive who knows maybe that could be another study <laughs> that's true that's true uh so, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Now, explain to me why are you wearing a glove in just one hand? So, a couple weeks ago, I was scrolling my trackpad a lot just from doing a lot of computer work, and my finger got irritated. And okay. I was like, "Oh hell no! I don't want like any kind of like computer radiation irritation kind of thing going on on my skin." Okay. I immediately started trying out different kinds of gloves to use for um, laptop work. And obviously you need a degree of thinness to um, scroll, right? So okay. I tried like cotton or I tried organic cotton gloves, you know, and those didn't work. And then I tried latex and that worked, but like latex is not ideal. So I got these organic compostable um, sandwich making gloves. And so you- I'm not you, a highly sensitive person. For the record, I'm not a highly sensitive person, okay? This one hand has a glove, but the other one, this hand is a fucking, you know, red-blooded American, right? I just realized there's one more question in the test that I forgot. Do you use gloves on your hands to protect yourself <laughs> from laptop EMF? I, I can't go back now. There's no, wow. I, I took, only took off the glove on the left hand because we're having a conversation. I don't need to use it, but. Um, but we're not, we're not in person. It like, we're, we're having a conversation on Zoom. No, so. I'm not, I don't mean like to be presentable for you. I would be like, Priyanka would think I was weird if I was wearing two gloves instead of <laughs> one. No, I just mean, I don't need it. I don't need to type right now. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that for? about two weeks and what changes have you noticed i like it i like um i like putting on the gloves it, like i feel like i'm in the zone and i'm like in, i'm in okay. work mode um but then it is kind of like you have to like go back and take them off and go back and put them back on and like should i eat with the gloves on no that we don't want that to be work mode you gotta take off the gloves to eat but then put them back oh, wow on, you know uh -huh. gotta change them every few days because we don't want the same yesterday's work energy meddling with today's work energy so so, so you change them every day 
I've been changing them every other. If I feel like yesterday had good energy and I'm like rolling with it, then I'm going to wear yesterday's gloves. Oh, interesting. And so I'm curious because I just bought a box of latex gloves just because of COVID stuff for myself. And it's really expensive. It's $20 a box. How much do those compostable um, sandwich ones go uh, for? I forget. I think I got them on Amazon, probably 15 bucks for the pack of hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Are they breathable though? Or are you like kind of sweating under I'm those? sweating in there, but I don't feel like, I feel like the latex were a little less breathable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The latex get really sticky. Yeah. So you go out with those too, or just when no, you're working no, on the computer? I, mean, I, mean, I don't even go out, but you know, <laughs> if I were to go out, I would take them off. Interesting. Yeah. You are the first person I've met that, that, um, you know, that does that. I, I've never heard of that wearing sandwich making gloves while using your phone and laptop. I am the only person who does Okay. That. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you, if, if somebody listening out there finds someone or knows someone who wears gloves in order to use their laptop, please contact me. Please contact me. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's like, there's billions and billions of people on this earth. I'm sure there's someone else out there, like a, like a quantum, you know, spirit out there that is doing the same thing. I bet you there's someone in, on this earth, Sammy, that like literally is living your same life. Well, if I find who they are, I would like to hire them to live my life for me. Mm, okay. Be careful what you wish for. That I will, no regrets. I'll take that any day. Okay, you're <laughs> doubling down. Room. Yeah. Doubling down. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So you've started a couple of new habits now that yeah. I'm now newly aware of. Okay. As for me, um, what new habits do I have? Um, mostly just obsessing about reading about this HSP stuff. That's really my, my only. Yeah. You've, yeah. You've like texted me about it like 10 times in the last two days. So you must've really, you must've started reading like yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah. Basically You're like I'm swamped all day. I only have three to four of it. I got to finish this book by 3 PM. <laughs> <laughs> Your patients uh, are calling like I'm having a heart attack. No, 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 no. You're just take sensitive. The, take the test. Take the test. <laughs> Call me in the morning. Uh, no, I wish. So, let's uh, let's let's uh, follow up where we left off a little bit for the, yeah. for the listeners. This yeah. is pain, pandemic part two, and uh, of course, we don't have a lot of time, so we're not going to get that further. But we'll give you another little installment. Yeah, so, sure. Are you more comfortable to the point where you're ready to talk about your stuff yet? Um, I'm getting there. I can share that. Um, I ex I experienced in meditation. I've started um, while meditating, listening to um, something called binaural beats. I don't know if you're familiar with binaural beats, but basically, I've heard of it. yeah, it's a it's a it's blasting of audio waves, sound waves into your brain at two different frequencies, and the different frequencies cancel each other out. So um, if you listen through one ear a sound wave that's going at 20 hertz and then through the other ear you're listening through a sound that's going at 25 hertz when they enter your brain it, they'll cancel each other out and what will be left is five hertz of an audio wave and that's a 
five hertz would be like a very low level brainwave activity, like deep relaxation. And so the, the point is to kind of use that to get yourself into a more relaxed state. And for the first time I tried that during meditation and, um, basically listen to something that was supposed to activate the theta brainwaves. Theta is um, kind of the deep relaxation, almost daydreaming state, um, different than alpha brainwaves. Alpha brainwaves are like conscious relaxation when, you know, like a Buddhist monk is doing meditation. It's like very conscious. So um, it was super interesting because what happened is first I noticed a lot of like tension in my body and all this stuff started to come up for me in terms of um, things in my childhood, struggles I'd had as a kid, mm. but I just sort of like stayed with it. And while listening to the binaural beats, which as a sound, it doesn't sound like much. It's just like this tone almost. And after about like 20 minutes of just sitting with the discomfort and the pain, something sort of broke through. And I started to experience a lot of pretty significant relaxation. And then just this feeling of like, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so it was really a powerful kind of experiment for me. That's awesome. And it kind of goes back to the theme that you said the last time we were chatting about this pandemic, that the only way out of the pain is through it, sitting with it, it eventually will pass and underneath I, yeah. it. I said, that. well, you, okay. I'm like saying it in a much better way, maybe, but you said, like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, know, you said, you said though, that you got to sit with the pain and we as a society need to sit with the pain if we want to eventually right. allow it to pass. Right. So God damn. Can't believe yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I'm still feeling a lot of pain and it sucks. Like I'm just, I am sitting with it. And it's like my, at least in the last 24 hours, like last night I went to bed and I was feeling okay. And then I decided to go into the pain more and mm -hmm. it just led me down a really like a rabbit hole that sure, maybe necessary, necessary for my evolution, my path forward but man it was like i could have just used the night's sleep instead right you know there's a um dr joe dispenza he he's written a few books on um evolve your brain you are the placebo the the breaking the habit of being you and he talks about how when we sit in meditation or want to sit with the pain it's a conscious choice to try and divert the pain, which is um, attached to likely negative thoughts or negative views of ourselves, and to shift that to um, a more positive, open, accepting uh, thought or view of ourselves. And he says that that is that has to become a habit because we're programmed. Our default programming is to look at things from a negative view. That's what we've like trained ourselves to do, but to actually shift the thinking to a more positive view is something that not only requires a great amount of difficulty, but just doing that can, can be so challenging that a person can actually go through almost withdrawal symptoms from that negativity because you're so used to living off right. of that negativity. Right. 
that's why people transfer pain from one thing to another when they have one you know thing that ha that is bothering them their lower back and then it goes away and then their arms bothering them and you know then they're stressed about their job so yeah that makes total sense um i will say one saving grace in my life right now because um i've been dealing with a lot of physical pain in basically and I, as i said in the last podcast my whole left side of my body is like numb tingling slightly pins and needles situation and uh i've been going a little bit to a chiropractor who um has given me some relief like you know kind of aligned me and helped and then he gave me a book uh, or he referred to me a book that has exercises like very very simple and basic exercises and i read this book i fucking love it it's like this is like a revolutionary this is my highly sensitive person book what is the name of the book? Um, it's called the, I think, I think his last name is Ego Skew. I'm not exactly sure. The Ego Skew Method of Health Through Motion. Okay. That's um, cool. And basically he's just kind of like helped a lot of people like rehabilitate into um, better physical fitness um, mm -hmm. through very, very simple exercises like arm circles and like ankle rolls, like things that you t totally would like discard as essential to a fitness regimen because it's so basic but yeah. then i realized again like, I, I realized i can't even like rotate my right ankle to the right like it's like it's like so hard to do a lot of these very very basic things because that's how like much we lose touch even for somebody who considers himself fit and active you know um can you do arm circles without your arm your shoulders popping you know can you, um, you know, lay on the ground with both your hips flat to the ground? Most of us can't. Most of us have some kind of hip tilt or some, some kind of dysfunction. He basically brings this point that I've never heard anywhere or realized that the body, when it comes to the joints, is essentially uh, a grid of 90 degree angles mm. with your shoulders, over your hips, over your knees, over your ankles. And they're supposed to be aligned, you know, perfectly parallel lines, 90 degrees at all times. And I never knew that. I never knew that your feet are supposed to be basically going forward if you don't want to wear, wear out any of your body. My feet have always been kind of sprayed outwards. Um, you know, one of my hips is a little bit higher than the other, et cetera, et cetera. Like everybody has some kind of dysfunction, I guess you could say. But basically, when you align your body in that exact manner, you minimize the wear and tear when you do things in motion. So oh, interesting. It's exercises are built on, on basically just doing a lot of very simple stuff in that perfect form. And then you can go out and do whatever exercises you do while maintaining the form and it will help build the wear and tear. But I love his, I love his ideology. He's even, you know, he's pretty funny too. And like, um, just kind of like basically saying a lot of people think, Oh, I wore out the knee on my cartilage and I'll never get it back. It's like, no cartilage grows. Like, the human body grows. That's what the human body is designed to. It's designed to regenerate and rehabilitate. So it's very helpful and inspiring. I'm so glad that you found that. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's given you some, some shifts in perspective. Yeah. So highly recommend. What are the exercises specifically that you've been doing? So, uh, for me, like he, he kind of assesses like where you diagnose yourself and I'm like in the kind of lesser category. This isn't like, 
this isn't really related to my like some of the pain that I'm having like nerve wise right now, but it does relate to how I got in this situation with my back and my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, I do like shoulder rolls, these things called elbow curls. Um, there's the one that he's like swears by is, is he calls it a static back press. It's not even an exercise. You literally just lay down on your back, but you prop up your um, feet onto some kind of box or something so that your knees are at a, a 90 degree angle okay. and you let your hips flatten against the ground. And mm -hmm. because most of us don't do that, you know, don't already have that perfect form already. It takes a while to let gravity do the work, but I was having low back pain and started doing that a couple of days in a row and it went away like immediately. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very quick fix to um, low back pain and it's the right fix. It's the cure. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So stuff like that, some ab stuff, some like, um, you know, standing against the back, you're the wall, like doing a squat kind of thing. A lot of like very static um, strength building postures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been great. Um, and then I have my, I have my doctor's appointments coming up. I have a neurologist, I have a pulmonary specialist and I just emailed my doctor adding to ask a cardiologist to the mix because I've been feeling like that's what I felt last night. Like in the middle of the night, I decided to like kind of feel into the pain, which is like my whole left chest area. And I like realized that my heart feels like there's like rubber bands around each artery. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, which can be from a lot of different things. And I have some theories as to what it is. Um, I won't go into it today cause we still have like so much exposition to do, but, um, yeah. but basically it's not a good, it's not a good situation to be in and you do need to diagnose it and like know what's going on. Um, mm. but, uh, but it's very painful. Like when you actually feel into your heart and it just feels like it can't breathe yeah 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 totally well so, cardiologist then i got an mri for my back and shoulder and I, those are just kind of like procedural things i don't think that there's anything structurally wrong and even if there was i don't think it's something that i couldn't like re rehabilitate and not feel pain from mm -hmm. those are just kind of like safety measures and then the ultrasound of this um uh pulse in my wrist which if i'm correct from something i read today it's called like a pulsing hematoma or something like that. Uh, okay. I mean, a pulsing hematoma is a hematoma is a collection of blood. Um, okay. Well then it could just, it could just be a swollen uh, vessel. It could be throm thrombo thrombosis. Then that thrombosis is another way of saying there's a clot. Okay. So these are both clots. Okay. Um, what's the one where you have a swollen blood vessel? Um, well, inflammation of the blood vessels typically called a vasculitis. Vasculitis. It's either vasculitis or a blood clot. It, it really, it's either, it's either one of those. I would, I would think that it's vasculitis. Um, there might be like a blood clot elsewhere somewhere going on, but. Um, but there's also something called thrombophlebitis, which is a superficial blood clot. That's not in like a major large vessel. I'm not superficial. I'm like okay. totally genuine. I mean, super genuine right now. This is a genuine clot that you have. It's an honest clot. It's, it has integrity. What I think it, it has a great I, credit score. I think that there's like something going on with um, my, uh, 
what's the one that goes like this from like your neck through your shoulder artery the um something that it's like similar to like the what you say for like a lung something artery pulmonary Some, artery not the pole is there a pulmonary artery yes there's yeah okay well maybe not that one um it's one that goes from like your neck diagonally through i mean that could, there's tons of there's that. a lot of them yeah well that's great then if even if i lost one i got like 30 left <laughs> well, hopefully you're losing none of them because we have to keep doing these podcasts. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I this I, is your reason to live, Sammy. I know. Seriously, to get diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when yeah. are your uh, all of your appointments are in the next few weeks, or is it coming up? When is your autopsy? Well, that comes last. Yeah, I'd uh, like to come to your autopsy. <laughs> Can you do my autopsy, please? That's my that's my only. You're request. like trying to save a buck or two in your autopsy, right? I'm, saving, I'm on Medi-Cal for all these, but for my autopsy, please, just as like a homie favor, can you? Do I am it? honored that you would invite me to your autopsy. That's so sweet. Uh, you and can you bring like Sanjay Gupta or somebody famous? You know what I mean? Just like somebody. I can't bring Sanjay Gupta, but maybe I can bring like my cousin or my brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll let you know how they go. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic continues. Let's, we'll follow up on your, on your doctor's appointments. I'll keep you posted as I slowly open up about my life. Yeah. Shit's, shit's crazy. This shit is so crazy. And there's so much symbolism too. I can't wait to share it. So I'm, uh, I'm taking notes. I'm taking mental notes. All right. Well, the pandemic continues. Everybody sit with your pain, but not for two, not at night. Jesus, not at night. Do it in the morning. And share with us what you learn. Let us know. All righty. Bye. Bye.